podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Airspot, the North East Slean Tire Retailer. The Always Smiling Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tirespot, the North East Slean Tire Retailer across the region. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Always Smiling Face podcast on the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel, which is now sponsored by Tire Spot, as you saw at the very start of this video. Jesus Christ, it's hot. <laughs> it's a lot better in here than I was expecting, so well done for putting the fans on early. There's been a few comments already mm. saying that I hope there's air conditioning in the studio. Oh. There isn't. This... There is two portable fans under this table. <laughs> it's lovely. A fan over there, which probably only reaching Mark. No, I've put it on oscillate. It's cool. It's, it's cool, cool in the in camera the down. I'd say it's a cool in the room. You put it on oscillate, did you? I did, didn't I? <laughs> I think I put it on oscillate. <laughs> but, but I turned it on. <laughs> but yeah, um, we are back as always on a Monday night to talk about all things Newcastle United. It is uh, myself, Chris, joined by Mark Walker and Decker. Evening, boys. Hello. Good evening. So, Newcastle team have jetted off to Austria. But before we get into that, um, there was a behind-closed-doors friendly against Gated. Was that mentioned at all, or did that just like spring up? No, no, it was the first was actually the first uh, advertised friendly, but they said it was going to be behind-closed-doors. Behind closed doors. So um, fans try to watch through fence. Um, Shout out to Adam P. Hi, Adam. <laughs> um, and Ian. Ian was there watching oh, with, his, well with his little and I think they managed to see half of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they could see. But fair play to them. I think they had the result and the goal scorers out before the club did. So, so they've done pretty well. Um, I you, hope it was the goal, the, the half of the pitch that could see that had all the goals. The goal scoring. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Newcastle are 5-1 winners. It's something which you'd probably expect, Mark, isn't it? Pre-season against games. You would think so. You know, there's levels to this game, as they say, and... Uh, we are significantly higher up the pyramid than than they are. Um, even though, you know, I probably weren't weren't playing at their peak performance, but it looked it looked very easy when the, uh, when we're attacking, kind of going past their their defence. Equally at the opposite end, there was a, a bit of a dodgy moment for Carl Darlow from their goal getting lost in the middle of the pitch somewhere. There's a highlight available, is it? There is, yeah. Oh, is but so you must have seen them then. That's not Darlow's fault. No, but I think it, it was when um, you, everyone was so quick. It was when you, you saw the, the photo of, of the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, it's just mad, man. He, he, he comes, he, he obviously comes running out. Yeah, trying to goes past them, but there's a photo <clears throat> that's taken from behind the goal, and Darlow yeah, yeah, looks like he's on the halfway line. Yeah. And then Dan Burns trying to get back on a, a tackle and sliding to keep the ball out as it goes the past. Basically, like, through a ball that absolutely ripped her apart, which no one seems to want to mention. Right? That's the truth. Dolo comes running out to try and make himself big and goes for the ball, but the lad run, like knocks it around yeah. him. Then, obviously, this freeze frame photo that's been taken. Yes, he's right. Dolo looks like he's pretty miles away. Everyone's oh, it's well been in the other goal. <clears throat> but, um, <laughs> by all accounts, like I, I mean, I've seen the highlights and I was obviously listening to what Eddie Howe said, and it was more so the second half was counter attacking. We had all the ball in the first, he said we had all the possession, but we didn't really have much cutting edge. 
But then do, the do you think half, that's something that we, we might be even on this season? I, I know we've done it a while, but but more counter attacking football because it seems like the last X amount of seasons we've been happy to just sit off the ball, then obviously take with chances when, when that time arrives. I think I'll come with the fitness improvements when I was seeing it, you know, since he took over. That that's what we were trying to do. <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. So do you think going into to the season, the start of this season, the twenty two twenty three season, it'll be. Do you think we'll, we'll be aiming for that counter-attacking football? Do you no. think it'll be more possession-based now? I, I think have the ball more. Mm. Having, having said that, of course, it, it's sources for courses, isn't it? There was gonna, there's going to be games where I think we'll accept we're going to lose the battle of possession. Yeah. And of course, obviously, the game plan will be hit them on the, on the break. But back in the old days, if you like, it was always just beat someone on the break. Because it's all we had. There's some pace in that team when you think about oh, it as well. I, I think it's, it's, it's different counter-attacking football, though. Because the, the counter-attacking that you're on about there under Bruce was... You just sit back, absorb it, and then you just hit and hope, hit a long ball. <clears throat> Whereas I think, More yes, we'll, we'll yeah. keep possession, but as soon as we we'll get it, we'll be at them. And we'll, we'll counter-attack yeah, in that way that. from picking up what, the what possession saying, and getting forward with pace. Well, under Bruce, yes, it was probably kick the ball as far as he can, hopefully Tane will get on Aye. the end of it. But obviously what you're saying, if it's possession-based, then obviously it's work your way up the field as fast as you possibly can, Aye. using those players available to yeah. you. Well, I think there's two... There's two on, there's, the way I see it is I think when we set up to play, you know, play a game, I think it'll be, right, we are going to dictate the ball. We are going to have more possession than you and we're going to try and make things happen. However, when obviously they're on the break and or they them have got that possession and we get the ball back, yes, then mm. our, our it's going to be about pace, but it's going to be about building a counter-attack, not just a smash and hope yeah. that we used to see on that result. And that's what, what happened really for the five goals is oh, they yeah. were all very, very quick. Yeah. Counter attacks, get on the get the balls out wide and, and get so it forward to the box. Then. Yeah. So a certain player passed the ball, which might have shocked you. And were you surprised by the pass? Sean Long stuff. No, no. <laughs> or someone you don't like. You probably didn't like him either, but it was Maxi. There's no player I don't I like. I actually thought it was a good pass, and I was surprised <laughs> in the moment when I seen the highlight. I was thinking, in my head, I'm going to give it because I'm thinking the world will have you if you don't. And he did. And Is I'm, that for Miggy's? Maybe the Miggy's second goal. one for Miggy, maybe or maybe the, the first one. He's got two, didn't he? Yeah. He came in the left <clears> and he and he's, he came over and over and over, didn't he? Yes. Across, then you're thinking, oh, he's going to he's gonna hit one. Yeah, he's, he's looking for for a shot, but then he played a, he a lovely ball yeah, through. which was surprising, yeah. which was good, of course, I'm, you know, but just surprising. And Miggy took both of them well, especially the first one. He, yeah. There was a ball over the top and the lad like was just allowing, the defender was allowing the ball to bounce and Miggy jumped in front of him mm. and then bent in. It was a good, good finish. It was obviously not... As extreme as his goal against Palace, but was a similar kind of yeah, finish, little flick yeah, outside yeah. of his boot. Newcastle United player Adam Campbell was he playing for Gateshead? Oh, I was. I don't know. I've I haven't seen him. his name mentioned. To be fair, no, he's, he has joined them now, hasn't he? He's been there a while. Yeah, been there a while. No, but not saying him. But did they look good? Yeah. Obviously, I haven't seen the highlights. Well, I mean, the, the highlights was what was the camera? The highlights yeah. were just literally here's the goals. Yeah, right, that okay. makes sense. But end of the day, right? I mean, I'm, I've always been a believer of preseason result wise. I mean, it's always nice. I'd love to win them all, but. It's all about fitness, isn't it? It's just about fitness, about you know uh, making sure we come through them without any injuries and things like that. But it's a nice start of pre-season, right? Mm. So wins a win. So. Uh, bigger test coming up. Um, so we've got two German sides which we're facing uh, over the weekend. First one on Friday at one thirty, I think you said, Decker. And mm. um, both of those being yeah. streamed to United Kingdom and Saudi Arabia on YouTube um, and then UFC TV. Is it is that where it's predominantly going through? Yep. Any, all right, so it'll all be through NUFC TV, most likely. Then, um, yeah, YouTube ones, okay. Sorry, previous <laughs> history with Newcastle United trying to stream football games hasn't gone too well. More, it hasn't always worked out for the best, has it? Especially when you had to pay for said games as well. Even I can even remember that during lockdown and and when, when there's no football being played, the club started playing previous games. Did I even that didn't work. Didn't I? 
was a nice idea that one. Five nil, Man United. Yeah, yeah. was really good. Yeah, Man, Man United five nil. That was Man definitely was one, wasn't one, it? Some of the ones was on there. Five one, I think. You also remember just how bad the quality was. But oh, I, not not quality yeah, football. Yeah. I mean, picture quality. Yeah. Aye, goodness lord, it was shocking to watch, wasn't it? Really, it wasn't four K UHD like this podcast? Thanks to members. How did you become a member? We did well, didn't we? Didn't even practice that. You can't become a member. I mean, it's two ninety nine a month. You do get extra bonus videos and podcasts as well. Plenty more coming this season as well for members too. So keep an eye out. Seamless, absolutely seamless. Brilliant, lads. Brilliant. And if you need some tires or MOT, tire spot, Bruno. We're looking at you, Bruno. Um, Exhausting this. <laughs> oh, um, we'll, we'll keep that for the future videos. Um, but yeah, two two sides coming up in the German uh, sides that we're facing. That's going to be. A bit more of a tougher test, isn't it, Digger? It is. I mean, I don't know much about. We've played eighteen sixty a few times. Well, good job. We've got oh yes, you got experts. Here he is. He has the experts. So, t- scouting report, Mister Walker. <laughs> Definitely going to be a tougher test than Gateshead. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for that amazing insight. Back to the Back studio. The studio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's going to be a, a tougher test, like we've just said there. I think, like we said, hmm. kickoffs are half one, and I think three o'clock the other one you said before three we went hours. live. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's remember, preseason is all about fitness. Hundred percent. Fantastic camp that they've got over there in Austria, like isn't it? It looks photos picturesque. Well, for me, I was so impressed with the bus. If I'm being honest with you, the bus, the, the bus looked absolutely beautiful. And I, did you see that someone tweeted about? It's what, definitely an over, upgrade over last year's. Yeah, in, in York, York, York turned up in mini cars, too many taxi, yeah. buses. And then I seen this one coming up, and it was like uh, it was just amazing. So, yeah, uh, no, but I agree. Looks looks a lovely place. I think um, that the thing that I've seen on, on social media and Twitter predominantly about the difference between the York preseason and this preseason. The last one was. During lockdown, if I remember right, there was still restrictions in place. There was restrictions. You couldn't travel abroad and that kind of thing. Yeah. You? So I, I get it. Certain... Well, technically, it would be for work, wouldn't it? I don't know how so it probably, works. So they probably would be able to go, but well, it's not you, worth they it. They were probably really. told to drive there themselves in the car, but they thought, we'll have a club, club together for a taxi, lads. You fancy that? Probably. No, nah, actually, that's so. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looks it looks fantastic. Of course, there's a train. Did you see that uh, one of the... the, the Classic iconic NUFC preseason photos has been reproduced today. No, tell us about that. Oh, so, if you think of previous oh, photos from uh, iconic preseason photos of a certain player on a bike, oh, okay, I got you. So, it's been re- redone today with uh, Big Joe. Mm. Big Joe, but rather than an apple, he's having a, a lovely bottle of water. Oh, I've saw the one Bruno, I haven't saw the Bruno one. Bruno was Joe. doing it as well, yeah. So, you, they should have handed him an apple, like, shouldn't they? Well, I, that was my first thought when I seen it. You mightn't like them. Get a, yeah. get an apple in there. Yeah. Apparently, um, last season there was uh, elite sports exemptions for the likes of. Yeah. But I think it was probably an expense at the club at the time. It was clearly up for sale. Mike actually wanted to sell it. He's not going to be spending millions of pounds. Well, it wouldn't cost millions, but thousands of pounds to to send everybody off on some sort of preseason camp. When you can just go down to York factory outlet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely day out though in York, I must say. Get yeah. yourself in the evil eye. Um, are you hoping to to say because I did Paul feature against Gator? No, Gator. No, no. Dolo. 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 Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Dubravka and Pope have been seen on these training videos and all the rest Botman. of it. So, I think you're going to see. I'm not well. You're going to see them, I think, on Friday. Like He's done another time. interview as well, Pope. Oh, has he? Yeah. So there's a. Another one on the uh, NUFC website. Why, why are we talking about that? I think this is going to be 
bit all over the place, people who are watching and listening. But last season, you saw that the club step up the game in regards to the media output, which they were doing on YouTube. It, it's taken out to a next level again this season, by the looks of it. Plenty of videos, plenty of videos going out from pre-season so far. And the players have only been back since last Wednesday. I think the internationals came back and it was on the Monday yeah. that everybody else was in there. Um, what I would like to see, just as we're talking about it, if you look at the likes of Man City, Man United, Spurs, they all have a show going out every other day and it's got fans hosting it, just interviewing players, staff and things like that, like constantly. And the interaction which you get with players is phenomenal, absolutely mental. And it goes down really well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not hard-hitting questions oh, yeah. because it's all through through the, the club's accounts. But it's a great insight. I would love to see that at some point. You think the, the, imagine the him asking the, Max a question? The way the players are at the minute, the, there's there's a lot of Helios. Helios has returned. He was back uh, on Instagram just back. a couple of days ago. Helios has returned. Well, it was <laughs> almost a, a coincidence that he wasn't in any of the training oh, videos yeah. or photos. It was like, where is he? Where is he? he is oh, and then his Helios game popped up. Austria, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Well, well, wasn't either. Helios are looking for influencers, Mark. So if you want to be called <laughs> well, an influencer for Helios, yeah. just send Maxi a message. Yeah. Like, it, I think I'd be a very good advocate. When you think of like how, I suppose it's always going to happen with social media and the way that things are, but how, how far it has changed from being so closed off, like almost behind the ropes, like it, no one ever got in there. And now you're saying so much, like I'll, I'll change the subject for one second. The Opens this week, and I was watching loads today, which they've basically followed Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas round, like mm. for the full round. And like behind the ropes, listening to conversations that you would never heard before. And obviously we were doing pieces of that um uh, last season, as you mentioned, um, and you would imagine it's just going to grow and grow and grow, isn't yeah. it? So it's great. Like I love it. Everyone loves that. Stuff. It's when there's that 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 good feeling about the club, isn't it? So it it rubs off the 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 media guys have got the the shackles off a little bit, so they're wanting I, to push the boundary. I agree because I think if it's going badly, the yeah, shot that'll, the that'll come down. So the, pl- yeah. the, the players won't want to do it. They'll I they'll agree, be yeah. a bit more reserved. They'll yeah. not want to be in that limelight. But while while there's that good feeling, while there's that yeah. that good connection between the players and the fans, you know, we've seen that massively at the end of last season kind of the relationships that that were there then get, get on it, do some, it. Some, something a player says when things are going well or does everyone will probably laugh at it and think it's a funny thing but if you're very playing poorly or doing poorly and someone does maybe the same action everyone would jump yeah. on it that's how i feel but we're certainly with social media anyway but um, if anybody does have any questions that you would like to go through, send them our way and we'll go through as many as possible as we have done throughout um, the summer there. Uh, first question is from Blue Rhythm Boy. Um, he says, would you want to see us in one of those Amazon documentary series? Mark. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think that um, those ones are a little bit more documentary, aren't they? A bit more of the, the goings on, how things work and all that kind of thing to get the 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 behind the scenes feel some of the netflix ones maybe are a, a little bit more not so serious entertaining yeah <laughs> but right. maybe that's just because of the yeah, the people yeah. that were on it mm. so but yeah it would be it would be good to get that insight particularly just to see it can be the kiss of death mind it can no that's that's the other thing it hasn't worked i mean arsenal have Arsenal's got a one that's August. being um being recorded they had a bit of an up, up and down season, didn't they? But you know, I, God, I wouldn't mind finishing where they've they've finished for for one season. I still think so. he did really well personally with the squad he had. But I don't know on the podcast. But it, it would be good to see, wouldn't it? Just to get 
more so just the coaching side of things, how Eddie Howe works and, and all that, because we've seen all of the videos from before he joined us, like with what he was doing it at Bournemouth and uh, all of that, the, the stuff down there. Actually, I watched a podcast back that, that the one that we done, so the Keep Sell Loan one. And you said Portsmouth, but you said it both ways in the same sentence. <laughs> Portsmouth and Portsmouth. Yeah, you did the same <laughs> sentence. Um, but you know for fine well, so if the likes of an Amazon or a Netflix documentary comes out, you get to see what players are like at home with the family and yeah. things like that as well. You know for fine well, Saint is off on a Helios tournament <laughs> as part of his Netflix oh, documentary. No doubt about um, But... I put this on every single year. I think I've done it for three years now where I Photoshop Aye. the Newcastle manager with the official titles for Amazon All or Nothing. People fall for that Always every yeah. single time. Then you go on Facebook a couple of days later and it's plastered all over Facebook. People saying, oh, like the documentary starts. It's definitely this not. There's a clamor for it you because wanna... people people want to to find out as much as they possibly can about the club now because everybody's fallen in love with it. Do you think the club would risk that because of the involvement from Saudi Arabia because it's not going to bring great headlines, is it? I I think they're past caring about headlines now. Really? Oh, past past caring. Shown by the third kit. Yeah, honestly, I think they couldn't give a shit now. Um, What's done is done and they'll know that things will come but I think they'll just, they're doing okay and I think it's something that they'd love to do because again, it's more exposure um, for, for, for for, for people in Saudi Arabia to watch the club and see what they're mm-hmm. all about. That's all they're, all they're about. Hence now, why the, the upcoming friendlies are available exactly. in the United Kingdom and Saudi Arabia it's just only. It's the first thing about that, in, that giving them the exposure of the club and things like that. And I would personally love a documentary like that, especially now, of course, with who we've got you know in charge and things like that. It would be, mm. Christ, you'd be sitting maybe behind the sofa watching if Bruce was still there because you know what would be coming. Um, but honestly, personally, I think it would be fantastic. Um, I love... Like even just to touch on the the, the Tottenham one, Mourinho gets Kane in the room and it gets Ali in the room and like it gets uh, Danny Rose Danny in the Rose, room. Danny you know? Rose, was, yeah. Like see, seeing conversations like that is just mental, actually. Really, when you think of it, to be allowed almost. Um, but then when you look at them, looking back on that, he was absolutely spot on, oh, right, with what on. he was saying, which right. it just goes to you because I do as well. Yeah. Totally love him, man. Um, and it is it is amazing, you know. And obviously, of course, it it it's. If you have a successful season, it'll be a lot nicer to watch, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, whereas, obviously, for us, it was comedy gold with the Sunderland situation. But I'm looking forward to the Arsenal one just for that last game of the season <laughs> because, obviously, St. James's Park yeah. looked unbelievable. Oh, so oh, unreal, fingers yeah. crossed that the, the would have been the Shelly were there for the last game of the season because they're going to go. Well, it was the hope of getting in Europe. It would be, but I reckon it'll be um, quickly cut. I, it would definitely, I. It'll just be cutting again. It'll just be the Arsenal angle of the situation rather than like, mm. God, I might use this type of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but you still, you still, you would imagine there'll be some kind of little glimpse of what they were walking into in terms of what, how difficult the game was going to be and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. There'll be lot, lots of shots of the their bench looking crestfallen and the crowd going wild in the background so, so, you know, and stuff like that, won't it? What's your, what's your like, sort of thoughts on Arsenal? You know, like, everyone seems, there's loads of people actually seem to enjoy them not doing well and stuff I like. what's your thoughts on Arteta I think so you mind them or not I like Arteta I, I, I think well, he's I... a he's a good coach I wouldn't have minded him coming coming here I think yeah. when he went there things didn't didn't go very well and then he slowly turned it round and and, and started getting some good results Isn't, with him and then dickhead, is he? Didn't seem well, at all I don't care for Arsenal one way or another really it's that. like mm. there's more clubs that I like in the league. There's more clubs that I hate in the league. Yeah. Just a, that's fair. They're a Leicester. Okay. 
Facebook. I've just caught us on the camera there, and we are looking very hot, shiny, <laughs> shiny. It's per, it's perspiration. It's I can think of. <laughs> Have a look at this. <laughs> really, really shiny. Because we're all glowing after spending the weekend in the sun as well. <laughs> um, there's a, a question in there from Chris Valila, who is a member of the, the channel. That is. Has one of the clubs we play, we are playing in pre-season had their fans protest against playing us? It was Mans, Mans if I remember yeah. right. Uh, they wrote a letter yeah, did, saying yeah. that we shouldn't be playing a, a football club owned by Saudi Arabia. Oh. Their manager then came out and he didn't criticise the fans, but he said, we've got to remember that Saudi Arabia and PIF have their fingers in a lot of pies, saying that how many are we going to boycott? It's a football match at the end of the day. So his manager, the manager spoke well. Um, obviously, the, the game's still going ahead. But once again, it's just something which Saudi Arabia is coming up in, in, in conversation again. And that's never going to stop. No, and, and rightfully so. And until we get in a situation where things drastically improve in that country, and, and albeit they are, they're making improvements steady and slowly, that things are, are, are improving for the better. But they've still got terrible issues there. And, and, and until those terrible issues are stopped entirely or, or moved on from, then the the question around the ownership will never go away because it'll it'll always be a, a weight around us. Think you know from a from a negative point of view. So yeah. it's something which we mentioned on on numerous times when when we get the, the media stuff that we've been doing when the club takeover Jake got confirmed. This is all that we were getting asked when we were asked to go on radio stations in front of cameras fans were asked that question and we've always said from day one that that's not our decision that that's not our conversation to be had same with the likes of eddie howe yes he can ask him a question and he's going to answer that as honest as possible but at the end of the day we're not in control of the situation so what the hell are we supposed to do um uh, moving on uh daryl says what's the lemon cider like chris oh, mark you explain oh, the lemon cider it's it's like the greatest experience you've ever had in your life in your mouth when you're drinking it. That's right. It's speak for yourself. Absolutely <laughs> sensational. <laughs> absolutely sensational. On a hot summer's day, like we've had this weekend, cracking open an ice cold one of those. And it, so this is from a delightful Aldi. It's Aldi. Four pound for a pack of four. Best four quid you'll ever spend in your life. All right, I'll have to try it. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, unreal. I'm just drinking this. Bessie brought this around, didn't he? <laughs> just, Bessie's not there, so we'll stick these drinks. Just, yeah, <laughs> I need one today. Like. Um, straight in with the next one. Fish and Rod says, is Paqueta a transfer that Newcastle United should bring forward? Uh, if we indeed saw him as a transfer for 12 months' time. Now that Arsenal are interested and he's handed in a transfer request. I'm not sure if that's 100% yeah, confirmed. That's it was rumours from the French media. And what French media are up there with the Italian media with the rumours that they're like chucking out. Um, but apparently, yes, he has it's gathering legs at, in grown legs at, isn't it? A transfer request. It's, it's never, it's never going away. And it's, and it's only because he's friends with Bruno. That's the only yeah, reason no. we're getting linked with him. Yeah. He's not a player that we need. We don't need to strengthen in, in his position. We, we've talked at length about the two positions that we need to look at next or a right winger and a striker, he's neither. So why would we go and spunk a load of cash on him in a position where we've already got a number of players that play in that position? It, it doesn't it doesn't suit the formation that we want to, or are likely to play based on what we've seen last season. I think it's just the media fans putting two and two together, 
from the rumours that we've seen and, and the noise of, about him, you know, being potentially available or wanting wanting to come. And it's we've had that literally since the end of the season. In fact, I'm sure it started literally as soon as Bruno signed. Well, the thing is, though, depending on... Yes, we know how well those those three midfield played last season after, after uh, Christmas, but is this not the point of improving... Do you not think he walks straight in that starting eleven and betters the team? Not in the formation that way. But would you not that just play? You would have to change the formation, and then that that changes the entire layer of our, of our team. Willick can't get into the team. He he plays a similar type of role. But yes, he's better than Willick. But do you also not look at this and think Arsenal is strengthened by bringing him in, right? So. It, could we not just go and push ball? Go right. We bring him in, then we'll see what our best starting eleven is going into the start of the season. Because you're just, if you're you just making come... a signing for the sake of making a signing, yeah, then though, aren't you? You're if, not. You're not really. If you want to be the best team, you're going to have to be ruthless with, with some decisions. Mm-hmm. And yes, Julian was fantastic last season, but do you not think the would risk change in formation to get Bruno Paqueta all on the pitch together? Even Jordan in the field together. So, so, you do, so you don't or? think that they can play three in midfield and he's, just, he's the third man? Is that, is that... Yeah, he's a number 10. Well, so you, you, well. You, yeah, for you're not going to play, you can't play Maxi on the left. You can't then have your, your well, three you in the still... midfield and right because you, you're going to have a, a very oddly shaped formation, aren't you? Not really. Well, so what, what you can gonna... play 4 3 3 with just like a triangle in the middle. Technically, be like Holden esque <clears throat> midfielders, yeah. really. Bruno, when Bruno first came, he said that he's not a goal scorer, and I know we saw the opposite <laughs> oh, yeah, last yeah. season. And, and that's because we're allowing allowing him to play to his mm. potential. We're not making him just sit there and play play a Holden midfielder. But if that's the role that he's comfortable in, and like you said in that interview, that, that's predominantly his role, winning the ball back, then taking the player forward. Joe's role in midfield really is that powerhouse in midfield, basically. You're not getting past. I'm getting. Well, the them, them two, as we've, we've we've said a number of times, are almost ask, acting like defensive midfielders, but in an offensive position because mm-hmm. they're breaking the play up and winning the ball a lot higher up the pitch than than we would have been used to had we've you know dropped and played Shelby and Bruno at the back with with a one up front. Mm-hmm. So you you would lose what we've got from that that box to box ability you from, might gain. from them. In regard to goal scoring opportunities, though, you're talking it's going to be what you know the, the things I've just it's about 50 odd million pounds you'd be talking, um, which I know some people will think, well, you're the richest club in the world, so what does it matter? Mm. But you know, there is, as Mark's mentioned, there is a right wing, winger situation I feel that needs to be filled. Um, I'm not saying that when I say filled, we're no Fraser's there, we obviously know Almiron's there, but with the greatest respect, you know, like if the talk of DRB and stuff like that, I mean, bloody hell, like he's yeah. absolutely incredible, you know. Well, that, that's um, that for me is I'd if you've got a, you've yeah. got two people that you're, you're being linked with heavily, mm-hmm. which one do we need the most? Yeah, yeah, and straight away, it's it's the right wing, yeah. it's DRB. I'll take yeah. both of them, like if I can, but no, I understand that won't happen, but uh, yeah, no, I, listen, I, I still think as well the reason why it's grown legs is because of this lovely friendship he's got with mm. 100% with, with Bruno and. It also it reminds us of the Almiron and he's made from a yeah. what do you call him that time? Um, Martinez. Yes, Martinez. Martinez yeah, yeah. It, it, to a to a, such a Primark version of that almost, mm. you know. And I just it's think something the exact same thing yeah. because one of them left, the other one missed them. Was putting things on social media yeah. saying, "I love you. I wish we were never apart." It's all goodbye so to the, thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, 
Christ, no. Yeah. yeah. So, great, yeah. Um, just to give you a heads up, the, the, the Lioness are currently winning 6 0. I've seen it was 3 or 4. Like, 6 0 yeah. at half time. Excellent. God, I'm 6 half time. Oh, mate. Poor of that team. I feel sorry <laughs> for them. The plane, no way, isn't it? No way. Yeah, yeah. That's it's nice to see a, a lot of the uh, the ladies' games being on it's been on BBC, hasn't it? BBC One and BBC Two. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. the games. Yeah, so they've had a huge campaign, haven't they? Promoting women's football, and rightly so. I think everything oh, has. Um, isn't from, it? from grassroots up over. And it's great to see women. It was Wembley the other night, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Ball loads of people there. And the club have also announced today that there's going to be a, a ladies' development team at the club Are as they? well. Yeah. So, obviously, they brought the women's team in-house, and they're now going to have a, a development team coming into it as well. So, it's, again, in, you know, that... And that's the, pe- the, the, the side of, of this takeover that people just don't appreciate and don't pick up on in the media is, you know, what they're actually doing for, for this club and bringing, you know, a, a bit of hope and a bit of development to, to the, the, the entire being of the club. Every single corner that was collecting dust in previous years it's that that dust has been blown off and yeah. they're starting to it, it's really hard it <laughs> it's it's hard because the 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 noise is certainly in the journalists that have got that opinion it's, they're wanting to push that narrative yeah and if we then go back with in rightfully so as mark said is like oh but look at what they're doing within the area with the women's game and things like that like, yeah but that's just that's just a smoke screen for what they really are mm. you, you cannot Unfortunately, you can't seem to win at the moment. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it will always be that way, but it take, these things take time. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, we're talking about transfers there, and a name which was linked last week. Uh, we know it's not. I think it was Friday, maybe. We know it's definitely not happening. Mm. Um, but Evans Gordon, Gordon was linked massively. Uh, Newcastle United had inquired about, and that came from the Athletic, I think, if I remember right. Uh, mentioned that. What were your first thoughts on that, Mark? That is a horrible little rat, and I wouldn't want him anywhere near my club. <laughs> is that right? How, why? Why? Because he's a horrible little rat. But but what? Why just are you his, getting that impression by him? Just his whole being, the way that he acts on a on a football pitch and and stuff like that. He's petulant, throws himself around, and he's just not very nice. He was getting a reputation last season for diving. I think Shelby absolutely sliced him oh, last season. Yeah, it was at the home game, wasn't it? Aye, I think he could have been sent off for that one, Shelby, because it was a PS scissor motion, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, it was, it, was a, it was a shocker. It was great. Mm. Like, but it, was it was great a, to it was see. A shocker. Yeah. It was a bad challenge, isn't it? Question. What were your thoughts? Um, listen, right at the end of the day, it makes us laugh. I see loads of people on there. I actually seen one guy, this is true, this as well, um, banging on saying that he didn't like this guy's character, attitude, looked like this. Um, he's a diver, he's, he's this. And then all of a sudden was tweeting about how good Joey Barton was as a player and what a wonderful person he was and how good he was for us. And I'm thinking, hey, I just delete, like, get the fuck off me, timeline. Like, I find it mad at times how people have that opinion. Like, Bellamy was an absolute twat, mm-hmm. but he was our twat. Yeah. And it, it's different when someone plays for you. I truly believe that when, yes, I agree with Mark, he does look a bit of a dick. He does. Nobody dies more than Mickey half the time. Mickey dives all the I was time, man. Mention Mickey, yeah. All the time. Like, he'll fall over, and when he realizes he hasn't got the free, he jumps up and runs back. And you're like, oh, even I cringe. Every one of us cringes. This Gordon takes a dive, I get it. But what I will quickly say is, this Gordon has a huge reputation as one of the best young products in the Premier League. And if we're inquiring for that type of player, then I'm all for it. Hmm. Uh, obviously, we're not going to get him, and whatever. Fair enough, people are happy with that. But Do you think you know, it was more of a, a ploy by his agent to get him that contract at Everton? That worked, didn't it? 
Yeah, it did, and we're the we're the club that have probably got the funds to do it. So it's an easy it's an easy win for the agent, as you say. Yeah. I'll stir this name in the pot and, and see what happens. Like, um, mm. so yeah. You see, everybody goes on about the the fact that he's this this huge rise in talent that he's he's not really when you you look at his and I know stats can be taken one way or another, but doesn't have many goals, doesn't have many assists. It was his breakthrough season in the Premier League. Well, I thought he was and he's in a relegation battle throughout, and he, he did look like their best player at times. He did. I'd also comment is that he's playing for a media darling team. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like when Harry Winks came through for Spurs, he was the next greatest centre midfielder I've had to walk in this country. But I sometimes think it depends. If, if, if Gordon played for us, I don't think anyone would talk about him. Mm. I really don't. Um, but because he plays for Everton, then all of a sudden he is and the next best thing. Anyhow, uh, and, and the recruitment team, yes, They've been on record saying that they want the right characters at this football team. They need the dressing room to be be uh, harmonious mm-hmm. at times. But every team, and I've said this umpteen times, needs a bit of a twat in that team. Needs a bit of a prick. Well, Wilson is on the field. Mm-hmm. Wilson can be that. Um, in it's the, a, it's yeah. a nastiness, no, rather than a a dick or a prick. Though is he, he's he can be a bit of a shit house. He can. Like Joe's it. the same. You know, he, yeah, he likes Joe, Joe throws it around a bit. Yeah, I think sometimes a bit too much at times. I think, mm. oh, you're getting yourself into trouble here. Like, you know. But he's not like that, an I always laugh about it, is he? Like, yeah. when he ran over and pushed that player, Spurs, Spurs, Aye. Shelby does that. Everyone's crying, crying about it. Everyone's going mental. Oh, here he goes again. He's got Mitro does it. Imagine if Mitrovic did that. Oh my mm. god, he's got his temperament. He's going to get sent off. That's why we shouldn't have him. I'll be in them gold shorts again. But then Joe does it, and it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> bloody gold shorts. Didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, um, but I he, did like it. Like, but, it was it was a strange link, a little link that came from absolutely nowhere, but. Like I said, I think that was more agent-wise, getting him a bit more cash in the bank uh, for his contract. Uh, he just got the number 10 shirt as well, by the looks. Aye, which, Evan as which well. then sealed it. Bold. Yeah. Hey, you know, well, it is, but, you know, it's, they've obviously they obviously see something in him, don't they? No doubt about that. Any um, more links that we've had? There's one a day. Chelsea, yeah. was it Chelsea player? Oh, um, Brogia we've been linked with a, a bit. That was Southampton. Yeah. Um, and Pulisic, really, yeah, yeah, I think he, he was linked today. That was today, wasn't it? It's been the last few days, has it? Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it seems like, like you've said, Degger, it, it's probably the the weight that we've got behind our punch at the minute in relation to how much we can offer players. Um, we're going to get linked with every single player. We'll have that in January. We're going to have it this season. It's going to get worse towards the end of the transfer 100%, window. 100%. A lot worse. These in the in the nose. I mean, the, there was a daft tweet when I was seeing it that day, and it was like. <laughs> There was like 87 players that had been linked with since January. And I think we're saying one of them, 87. Mm. Like, it, it, you know, it's just... Because I remember, I remember the Dan Byrne one coming absolutely from left field. Mm. Like, nobody had mentioned Dan Byrne. And I, I believe there'll be another person like that. We'll sign him. We're like, oh, shit, didn't see him coming. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And the club are obviously doing things. It, it, obviously, I know sometimes transfers and information will get out there, but most of the time, you know, the, the, they keep it. The, the Pope signing came. I was quite quiet about that one. Yeah. Bang! All of a sudden, we're in yeah. for Pope. You know, and they're, they're doing the business really, really well in that regard. They're keeping it quiet. They're not announcing that they're in for anyone, so the price of the player goes up. Mm. Obviously, because they they obviously know that that would happen. But they'll get involved with anybody else, and we're just we're doing it tends the to be the, the player's agent. I then doing that yeah, is yeah, exactly, trying yeah. break, which yeah. is the way we're then having issues. What I think is nice to see as well, though, is that we're we also seem to be investing in in youth as well. So there's been quite a few academy players coming through the doors in the last week, two weeks as so well. The, the player so, I got from Spurs, um, I was looking at this one. He signed last week. There was there was about five of them signed on yeah. the same day. Um, he's already played for. Um, he played 
against Rangers, I think it was, on a trial basis yeah. in, I think it was early this year. He was trialless too. Trialless too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trialless family will be proud. I love when those ones come out. <laughs> yeah, it was good. There's somebody the other day had the full team was just trialless. Trialless, trialless. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to see that it's, and again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the things that don't get picked up in, in, in the media of, this is the, the stuff that we want to see. Our our youth team, our reserve teams mm. being strengthened, the, the, the women's team and, and the development side out there to, to actually, you know, not just think about the future, make this club great in the future with, with homegrown talent. Yes, they might not have been born here, but we're at least we've we've brought them through the academy, we've we've yeah. we've had to nurture Tim them Krolesk. and get them into that. So but that's the way but football needs to go. It does, it makes perfect sense because you're not spending any money on these. I mean, of course you're spending money in regards to their development, but the, too much of the time is oh well, we'll just buy some more 50 million to solve mm-hmm. the problem that we've got. No, like you know, if you can do it in say five or six years' time and you get a player coming through, you, you could you, know, you could possibly go it's down all... the risk of, of what Chelsea have done though and having too many. That they just ship out every single year and they can't do anything with them apart from continuously loan them. Didn't Chelsea like a couple of seasons ago had like fifty odd players out on loan or something ridiculous more, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So you are on a risk, hoping for that one gem to come through. And like, who was the last one for Newcastle? Oh. The long staffs clearly the long staffs, the, yeah. the two long yeah. staffs, and they're not setting the world alight, other. No, but the no, they're not. No, I know what you mean, but they're still they're still a part of it now. I mean, Sean's still obviously in there, and mm. um. Still Premier League, but at the end yeah. of the day, you've, you've got a you've got an attempt to try and find that next gem, mm-hmm. and it's so important to have to have youth there. Well, and, so you know, for far too long, we've let local talent go elsewhere in the Premier League. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got Keegan. You know, he banished the reserves. He didn't believe any of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and as awful as it was, and there are different times, of course, now. But uh, you know, it's it's massively important, um, and it would be what what's going to be different in the years to come is we're going to be able to pinch players that would yeah. have never ever have come well, well you, you look at the likes of players and, and yes that the worst on players but you've got likes of pickford you've got henderson that local lads mm. that really we should like at this moment in time right now we should be looking at local areas yeah. thinking right bring them in because oh, we've got the, nothing to lose by is, doing that now. this has been the problem with the, the newcastle academy for years and years is that that development hasn't hasn't been there back in you, you go back to the 90s everybody went to borough because borough were the big club that were investing in mm. in youth and all the best players from the northeast went there then it changed to Sunderland when they opened up the academy That's right. and every everybody went there newcastle have been miles behind for you know 20 days 20 years straight away because mm. it was it was never the agenda it was never on the list to, to of, a, of, a, of a job to do yeah um whereas obviously now that's changing i mean even to the point is my godson he was playing in goal and afterwards newcastle scout came over to his mom and said like you know yeah, etc. etc. Why was he been playing in goal and things like that? I'm like, it's it's amazing, obviously, and we're trying to, to, to find these players and bring them in, you know, when they're only kids. Um, and of course, you never know how it's going to turn out, do you? You never do, but you have to have your hat in the ring, though, at least. Yeah. At least we know we're going to over the years. It's going to become more important as well with you know the financial fair play aspect of it, the whole homegrown player ratio that we're going to have to, you know, when we become successful and get back into Europe. I said it well, then we're going to need to, to have that. You know the squad made yeah. up of. of you never know do you, what, what the rules could change, do you? I mean, obviously, I know sitting here now, yeah, you think just, you know, you can yeah. only see them getting worse, though. Uh, the numbers yeah. dropping season after season. Yeah. To how many you can bring in? Yeah. Well, not charged, but found of, of 
it's breaking financial fair play rules, wasn't it, today as well? Is that what it was? At e- the was or something? I didn't see what play. it was. I, I, Somebody might correct us if I'm wrong. I thought it was something to do with the 85th minute and the 90th minute of the game, not controlling supporters or something. Or was it? But I could be wrong. I just automatically assumed it was financial fair play because of, obviously, the, the well, background they, they, that they, they had at the moment. I think it's fine. posted record losses through COVID and stuff like oh, that. Oh, horrific. Somebody will tell like, me. Anybody watching massively, massively tonight, more tell than us any other what club. Everton were charged with. I might be completely wrong. I just assume that to be fair. So apologies. I haven't seen that today. So I, well, I did say I'm, I'm sure I something to do with the 85th minute incident with the supporter, which I thought was him chaining up the post. Then so obviously when they went on the field, and then that—that's why I thought it was right. Okay, that could be, could be the case then. Yeah, because they did go on the field one. But something still has to come of that though. What you've mentioned because yeah, because it's lurking around the back. Well, Rickardson got done for chucking the flare in the crowd. You can't be doing that. I never. That was mad. That you can't be doing that. Like yeah. So are uh, you right, Doug? <laughs> the, the fine was for the pitch invasions. Yeah. yeah. So more to come in regards to financial fair play for Everton. You would think so. You were surely. Go on, I make sure. It's a bit strange when Todd like. With the, the this isn't an Everton podcast, but <laughs> with the Ricardison thing, like that was a handful of games before the end of the season. So why did it take so long for them to address that and then ban him for a game? It which, was which a strange is, one, which is going to have no impact on Everton whatsoever now. Yeah, I know they're, they're <laughs> always act mental. so slow, man. They just act so slow on these things. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. But if we go back to the to incidents that Newcastle are being involved in, so the John Joe Shelby incident. He got uh, bans for that, didn't he? He got a couple of games. Yeah. Was it one, yeah. two game ban? No, he got, he got a... Which one's his for, sorry? It's when he would play Wolves. Oh. Well, that still took a while, though, didn't it? The... Did it? Yeah, oh, it's, it's I, cause, I took a while. obviously... But surely, because he is throwing that in the ground. Yeah. Next game, you're banned. Well, they'll oh, have you, it. You That's it. Care as day. It's <laughs> because they'll... You see, you see it? They'll charge you and say, right, you're being charged because you've done this. Then and then you can say, no, I'm going to appeal it. So that delays it again. Then you can either then accept the the decision or you go and have a have a hearing so again it just delays it and delays it and delays it until you actually go have that hearing yeah, so put your the, evidence in then they'll the fans bloody yeah, sorry the, the the fines for Everton were the the game against Palace where the fans just kept recording the field at every chance did you see the the, uh, the the old tie around the neck to the Aye, oh, he's made a few appearances. He's on the, he's on the Formula, Formula One. one. So we, uh, we're, last week. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go off track, right? And that, right. Well, we're gonna go off track. They were actually on the they track. They were on the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I get it, right? Mental. I get what they're doing, right? I, I get everything behind it, right? There's a way of doing it, right? What they're doing at the football, that's not really harming anybody. What they're doing <laughs> at the could football, have. but could, he could have harmed himself <laughs> yeah. by doing that. But what they try to do at mental at the F1 by sitting. On an active racetrack, on with the cars that are going two hundred mile an hour. Of course, I, ex- they, they were lucky in a way that because the crash. That yeah, it was the crash, which yeah, then yeah. unbelievably yeah. lucky. Because um, if not, they would have been full tilt from that. They would have been gone. They would have been dead. There was only one sensible one of them. That was like, it was like half on and half off. Yeah. But like, the thing is, no matter like where idea. they were on that track, when those cars came around the corner, because the cars would try to dodge them. No matter where you were, if you were on the track or if you're just on the side of the track, you're getting hit Gosh. by one of those cars. Yeah, what? There's yeah. twenty cars coming around that corner. Well, like, ah, you, right. you saw There's the no no you chance. saw the footage no from chance. the uh, the first corner when the car's coming. Obviously, when he flipped, yeah, 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 the car's yeah. coming straight towards <clears> the <throat> yeah. the grandstand, isn't it? Because the wall would have been on the racing line, but once one dodges, you know, tries to dodge them, then the person behind him can't see the mm-hmm. person behind him yeah. can't yeah. see, and then all of a sudden you've just got a domino effect. You've got a mess then. Like. They were unbelievably lucky. How that that first corner went really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and that driver was as well. Can I just say? But yes, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, um, balls of steel, man. Yeah. To do to stand up for whatever you believe in your cause and to think I'm gonna stand up sit on this track here. Oh fucking hell. I wouldn't do that for anything. Did they try Wimbledon? 
I've, I've never heard anything I've from seen. Wimbledon. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't, wouldn't allow people in like that Wimbledon. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like. Funny final yesterday, that. Was I? It's funny bloke, I mean. He's mental. He's, he's absolutely mental. I, I love him, you know. Like, I love him. Like, do you know what it is? I, he's a bit of a dick, like, but you've just got to... It's not affecting me or anything, so I just, like, just entertain us. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. He's a bit of a dick. Like, but... <clears throat> yeah. McEnroe was back in the day and I liked him. And... Yeah. Who's your favourite tennis player? Oh, I don't really watch tennis, to be okay. fair, mate. Oh. Like, well, because I've only got one. So, like, over all the time, like, of all time, if you've ever watched tennis when you were a kid, was there any player you went, he's all right? Of yeah, all time, I don't think I've ever watched it. Okay, I used to play. What's a bold fella go? I'll go for Team Bold. bold oh, Andre uh, Agassi. Agassi, I'll go Agassi. for Agassi because he's bold. I team bold. Absolute favorite of all time. Loved Was he? Him. Loved him. He didn't used to be bold. He didn't, see how that <laughs> worked. <laughs> didn't practice that either. He used to have, <laughs> yeah, loads of hair. So did Bold in one mark. Remember those days? They used to have the Mega Drive game. If anyone remembers it, he's on the fight. Like loads. Of I went on holiday with my mum and dad. Obviously, like. In, in my pre-teens and yeah, there was, was a story, there yeah. was a game it was an arcade game and it was a tennis I can't remember what it was called and it was I, I spent my full holiday on this stupid fucking right. arcade game it was unreal right. amazing we'll find it right. we'll put it in the back <laughs> of the studio I just downloaded match points for the PS5 it's shite like but, uh... <clears throat> oh I love tennis me it's great you want famous tennis club before we move on Boring, but Sampras. Yeah, I knew you were going to see him. He was a dick, man. He but was very good. He was though. fantastic. He was very good. He was, but he was a dick. But, uh, but no, he was fantastic. A, a Newcastle United fan yeah. made yep. uh, the semi-final. Yeah, yeah, that's in, right. In yeah. Uh, <coughs> it was good to see the club uh, tweeting their support as well yeah, brilliant. for yeah. him as well. Yeah, yeah. He had a little bit of interaction with Meredith as well, mm -hmm. saying that you're going to come up and see. Oh, a game. that's right. He did. Say that, if you're you a real fan, you would have already seen a game. <laughs> Come. <laughs> Daryl has said Bloody try and get him to do a Man United. I bet he's never been to a game, man, Daryl. <laughs> never mind get him to do a Man United. Glory hunter exactly. that he is. Yeah. You never never heard of him last season, did we? Absolute glory hunter. Find me a picture of him as a child in a Newcastle shirt, <laughs> then I'll stop doing this. <laughs> right, moving on. Cheers, bestie. Uh, this one is from Josh Stockton. Thanks for the donation once again. Josh, uh, that's it. Absolutely. Hey, lads, hope you're well. Come on, I'll get him on. Yeah, so where's he live? Um, I, I'm not sure where he lives, but I've I've been messaging him um, last season. I said, well, we'll get him on to do some sort of video with us if it's a match preview or whatever. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll get him on. Um, speaking of match previews, we do have a, a new sponsor for the match previews as well, it's a secret. which we're not going to announce a just yet. <laughs> well, I do um, now. That's <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a very familiar face on Newcastle United Twitter. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, Josh, hi, mate. He says it's not about face. Have you actually seen? I know he looks. He's actually been on this channel. You're giving spoiler alerts. Well, you, just, you were going to ask us if I don't know. I know. Like you you know no, 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 no. Help. I, I knew that. He was going to say. I, know. I knew that, like. but you don't often see the person, do you? You, you don't see the person. So no. That's what's not. But he has been on this. It's not a familiar face. Two mouth time. Um, so Josh, hi mate. Um, <laughs> he says a bit of a retro question for you. Uh, looking back when we finished fifth on the podium, were you optimistic we could kick on as a club on the Ashley, or were you still skeptical? Uh, biggest missed opportunity, not building on, in my opinion. I, I think this is something which we've mentioned on team times, Josh, in the past that that was our opportunity to bring in a couple of extra players and not necessarily push on but maintain 
we signed Vernon and Vernon and Nita. That was it. Did yeah. Amethil Tornell come in in the January as well? Um, I think there was for, for me personally, right? <clears throat> you, you were, we were never ever going to financially have enough backing to be able to maintain or kick on, like because mm. kicking on then means top four, right? And it was impossible for us to ever get in there. Um, but it was disappointing to see that we didn't even attempt to try even stay there. That mm. was what annoyed me. Like it was this, the the, the was lack of strengthening, fluke, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was dreadful. It was, it was dreadful. Well, obviously going into Europe, which then just puts a whole new strain on on right, the, the squad and the weekend, numbers right? there. So yeah. that's that's what then destroyed Willie form because we, we, we did very very well in Europe. We'd really you know, did. as as we as we well know, it was absolutely brilliant. But that came at the expense of the league. When Benfica, Benfica scored, yep. and everyone stood up, it was one of the nicest moments. I remember. Slightly off track again, but Vernonita, a rapper, rap star now. Days. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he's got, got himself a hip hop and grime album out. Yeah. Wow. Available on Spotify. Dutch garage. Wow. <laughs> What's garage in Dutch? <laughs> garage. <laughs> but yeah, um, apparently he is a rapper these days as well. Mm. I think. Well, there's did, hope. There's hope for everyone. Who was it? Somebody posted. Popped, he posted it up on his uh, on his Instagram. I bet he did. So, but yeah, I want all the best. Of them. What's he called? What's his rap name? Just Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. Little V. Little V. <laughs> <laughs> Little V. Um, but yeah. Um, Mark, were you optimistic at that time, or did you just think same old Newcastle? Quietly optimistic because you hoped that, Hope. given the opportunity that we had to, you could see as sense. you say, not 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 progress but at least cement where we were and, and give ourselves a fighting chance to stay there and to do well in Europe mm-hmm. that he'd maybe have backed with mm-hmm. and we all know that didn't happen same old Lashley really in it only time I guess he's ever really backed was when we've got relegated yeah um, it's, it's, but that's well, because the money's coming in from the players he said on. yeah well a couple of things he, he tried it <clears throat> he spent a bit of coin in the January window once and again it was because he knew that he his sort of uh, golden goose, if you like, was was going to hmm. have problems. So he tries. It's, it's, it's always like it's always reactive, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's always oh, there's going to be a problem here. I'll, I'll hire a bit at it. As you say, the championship. Yeah. I need to get my back up, so I'll hire some money at it. It's just the wrong way to go about it. Isn't it was it? a great season, though, wasn't it? <clears throat> Fabulous. It was a fantastic it? season. Yeah, yeah, it really was. But it was unfortunately it was the anomaly which was so naturally. <clears throat> we were unbeaten in the first twelve or fourteen, mm. which was that stretch was sending away a stoke away. I remember it was class. Some absolutely amazing. It seems a bit of a blur that season to me. It really does because I just wasn't ah. used to it. And we were fairly pissed for a lot of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> me, I think we've been fairly pissed for most of the seasons. I, lo- I loved the strip. <clears throat> absolutely loved the strip. Right, bar was on fire. CC mm. came in. It was a fantastic. Ben Arthur, much as much didn't like him, had glimpses of magic. Kabai was outstanding. Teoria, God bless him, was just a destroyer. So, so speaking about that season, and this is another one by <clears throat> Blue Rhythm Boy. Uh, he says. Looking back, do you think Pardew was treated harshly by fans or not? He says he has mixed feelings. Um, I, I'm I'm one hundred percent think he was like yeah. I'm I'm probably down the middle with this one because I, I don't think Pardew helped himself. He absolutely didn't by some of the things you were saying. Yeah. He, he wasn't, and I know you look if you can go to Rafa um, and, and think maybe Rafa he didn't speak out with turn. Of course he didn't because Rafa does what Rafa does against the ownership. He, he's always going to speak out. But Podge was the other direction. It was always defence yeah. of Mike Ashley rather than just not mentioning it at all. Mm. His excuses as well. The, blame, the amount yeah. of excuses he used to come out with. Like rather than we we would sit and watch that match and knew exactly where it had gone wrong, what what hadn't hadn't worked. 
and he'd blame it on the traffic. Notting Hill Carnival you know, was one. Notting Hill Carnival. The wind was one. So do you it think it was too foggy? Grass. Grass was too long. Like, was it's... too long. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm certainly not defending these these horrible, pathetic excuses. But maybe he's just trying to shield his players from going. Do you know, it's actually them with shit. But once again, there's a difference between throwing players on another uh, bus. I know, but them. I don't know. I, I think it was a bit harsh. I remember I went. I was do you think Eddie Howe would blame anything? No, no. Would you got... be shocked if Eddie Howe came out and went? Oh, yeah. that was a bit windy. Mm. But where should Eddie Howe comes out and says, "Well, it wasn't good yeah, enough." It might not be windy yet, though. doesn't he? But um, <laughs> but Eddie Howe's a, Eddie Howe's a better margin than Pardew. He's the end, the end of the day, at the end of the day, Pardew got that job, and he must have woke up and thought, "Fucking hell, I'm manager of Newcastle United." He would have mm. never expected that, and then for him to achieve the position of fifth, he got he got manager of the year, and he got PF. Um, he got manager of the season, yeah. If, manager of the season on both ends. Like, if his if his know. tenure had have ended at that point, he would have gone down as as a very successful Newcastle manager. The problem was as he stayed too long, and that's oh, yeah, what, that's what affected that. his stock. But I thought from to achieve what he achieved in Europe with well, that squad. Oh, 100 percent. Couldn't like, agree with you it, anymore. And, and I, I totally agree that it went sour towards the end. But yeah. what, it's very rare. It's very, very rare, right? It doesn't go sour for a manager. It just doesn't. Like it, the longer you stay there, you're just nearing the exit. It's mm. just that's just unfortunate. That's where football is, right? It, it is. Um, now, obviously, like I remember, I went to one game and I had printed out. They had a van driving around with psychology, yeah, and they had these these A4 bits of paper and things on. And I, I just didn't. I, I personally just didn't like it. But, but that was on the back of a terrible oh, run a terrible of form. Run. Oh, absolutely but terrible I, run. No I think. I think the thing is, I'm just defending fans, me, including myself, including us. We point the finger at Pardew. It seemed as if Ashley was in the background at that point, yeah. even though we knew the. Who was at fault there? We, we did. We knew it was Ashley putting Pardew in the spotlight, but fans just went, Pardew, it's your fault. And it wasn't about, yes, it was always about selling the club, but it seemed to like just turn in the favor of sack Pardew. And, and that's and because we knew what was, was going to happen. You just sack Pardew and you just bring some exactly. somebody else in. So, that problem in. <laughs> but it, it was the. the the streak of defeats that we went oh, on, it was just lost, lost, lost. And there was no, that, that famous that. banner yeah. that says, it seems, Welsh town. It seems like a Welsh town. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I can't, I can't deny that was, was bad. I just think from when he came in, when Hutton, obviously Hutton got the bullet and everyone was rightfully mm. furious at that. And I, I just thought the way that he dealt with that and, and got to where we got, mm. you know, honestly, I thought it was tremendous. I'm not even going to lie. When Podio was appointed, I was like, who? Oh, I didn't worst. really know much about him, even though he had had managerial stints before. Ham and Charlton, wasn't yeah, it? I didn't yeah. really know much about him to be honest with you. And I was like, I just remember place. the West Ham saga with Tevez and it came out of nowhere as well, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it was bad. Absolutely out of nowhere. It was bad. It wasn't good at all. Like, because uh, obviously when when Hutton got the bullet, and in fairness to Hutton, listen, we all loved him. And then back to back games, the job is a championship season. Then we beat um, Sunderland five. One we beat Arsenal the weekend mm-hmm. after. But at, at Emirates, my new game on a podium was. Well. Isn't it funny when you think of them two games? You think. Hutton's never going to get the bullet right. Like how well we're yeah. doing, but there was a hot. It was a such a sad, and awful stretch of form. Um, but I, when I we think, got rid of him, I, I'd never thought in a million years Alan Pardew would be coming. I think the thing with Pardew's stint, there were so many memorable moments for good and bad under that <laughs> that stint that he had. Some of my favourite games as a Newcastle fan were under Alan Pardew and that team because well, we were in that era that. Uh, he was very lucky to have some of those players mind because Jesus Christ, I thought it was, it was great scouting. Like because none of them cost now. 
They're not like, a cheap player. Ball comes Ball in. Was CC free, was nine million or something, wasn't yeah. he? Ball some was daft. a free transfer. Kabai was four. Ben Alpha didn't cost him much. No. Teori was out. There's a lot of players that yeah, came yeah, in and just clicked and instantly clicked. Yeah. Like you look at CC coming in in January and scoring what was it, twelve goals in thirteen games or something ridiculous like it was that? Unbelievable on, on that on that run. I liked him anyway. I know he got criticised a lot, but he was class. Like if, if we're talking about people that have been harshly trapped by fans, I reckon CC is probably one of them. Hundred percent. Fans turn on CC at the first chance that they got yeah. after the goal <laughs> stopped. Still, still bang on about how how often he was offside. Mm. I know. I... You're right. We're always going to defend Papi CC on on this podcast. I just, you know, when there's, when there's just players out there that just don't deserve the 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 bad rep. Mm. He just didn't deserve. It. He smiled all the time. He loved playing for it. He gave it his best. It's like Johan Gufran. I just don't get it. How if someone's a dick, right, and decides not to want to play for you and things like that, mm. I've got a problem then, and that's when I don't like you. But for some reason, them players are hailed as heroes. And the ones who generally love being here and was always playing with a smile on the face and was putting the ball in the back of the net six or seven times out of ten, for some reason people have a problem with. I, I mm. just mind boggles for me, like boggles. But... It was a fantastic team, though. Absolutely fantastic oh, team. Sun Eleven was tremendous. And though. defense no. wasn't that good apart from Colo, you could probably argue. Well, I remember what, that season. Taylor, Taylor, lost. Williamson. Was Danny it Simpson? Was it Enrique or Santon were lost? Because then Ryan Taylor had to go. Oh, well, it would have been Enrique, wouldn't it? Because he went to Liverpool. So Santon was well left back, but he got injured. So Ryan Taylor went Ryan there. Taylor, yeah. And all of a sudden just made that position his own. Mm-hmm. Obviously, over the wall happened that year. And then just made that position. He scored a screamer against Everton at home. It was mm-hmm. an amazing goal. Um, <laughs> Danny Simpson was superb in that season. I think he's another one superb. that gets... He does. He gets, gets unnecessary shit. criticism. He, he does. does. He really does. And, it's and... mad, isn't it? How like, a player just seems to gather pace of hatred. I just it's, don't know how it happens. I, just don't I think that season it, it, it turned for Simpson because if, if you look back, <laughs> how many goal line clearances was he involved in that season? Oh, constant. Every game. He was always just Every on the game. line. Yeah. Just mopping up. I'll tell you one of the games that stands out, you know, about good and bad. Remember mm. the Arsenal away game where I think we took the lead four times or something. We got beat seven, four. We got absolutely battered. Oh, it was just, oh, it was awful. That was it was, a later kickoff? Was it like a half five kickoff? It was on TV, on yeah. And I, I always remember Podgy like pointing the defence going, no more, like meaning do mm. not concede anymore. Yeah. And I think we conceded three more, but it was you know, it was it was what it was, right? It was but it was good time. So what seems to happen against like of Arsenal and Spurs or we'll always do all right in the last 15 minutes, but like nah, just score four. Yeah, once the pressure starts to build, like you just <laughs> once they go that two goal up, you think they're just gonna score a few more than yeah. last. Uh, there's a few where we've like we've taken the lead, like we've got one one nil up against Arsenal. Lost 5 1, 4 Well, one. the question in the quiz here tonight was when it Mitrovic's first goal for us, and it was Man City well, away, wasn't it? We took the lead 1 0, and we got beat 85 1. <laughs> it was just the worst ever. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Danny Simpson, as Fish and Rod says, actually went on to win the league. He did. He did yeah, yeah he, did. he did. I, I, can't, he did. I don't think any of that team won the league. Any of that players won the league from Milner. that team? Oh, Milner. sorry, I apologize. After, yeah, after no, the left. He means, he means after like that era. After so. then. But Miller obviously did, but that was Milner, way yeah. before. That was way before. From uh, that team, I think. Symptoms probably is the only one from that team, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Alden would have won it, but again, way later on, so yeah, hi, yeah, but yeah. Um, anything else that you would like to mention before we close for the night? Because no, that, that, that's 20 minutes was lovely. That, that's 20 minutes was lovely. <laughs> I love, I love talking about you know the past and that, because it's hard for it, it is hard for weird times because mm. there isn't much to really discuss, right? Yeah, you know, you've got a 5 1 win against Gateshead. How much can we really, yeah, get out of it? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, even Colombo couldn't get much out of it. We used to have to sit and dissect those games after how bad yeah. we were mm. are, you, are, you, are you getting any excitement for the season coming I, I i did today actually today 
I just started, I don't know, I seen the, the pictures online and things of them training and stuff, and I was like, just starting to feel the buzz again. It's only three, three weeks on Saturday? Yeah, it's not long First at all. First game of the season. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of buzz off. Buzzing for the season, really. I'm yeah, really, too, really yeah. looking forward to it. I, I think I'll get it when we've got the two home... Um, friendlies on the Friday night and the Saturday night. Oh, sorry, there was a question about them. I'll, I'll, I'll finish on this question. Uh, it's from Liam Coates that says, did you lads get tickets for the Atlanta Bilbao games? He says that he'll be at the Atlanta game. Uh, looking forward to being back. Uh, we saw little glimpses of, uh, of war this weekend as well, the, the, the small improvements uh, to St. James of Park. Oh, yeah, uh, there's, there's been a few Magic, photos from yeah. Magic Weekend. Um, but um, Mark, did you get both games? Yeah, I'm going to both games. So um, as we spoke about last week, it's only really the opportunity I get to take the little in. So I'll be taking him and uh, we'll be sitting bang on the halfway line in the stand yeah. in the back row. Uh, Degger on the last podcast um, said that his first game as a Newcastle United fan was against uh, Bilbao. Then you want to take your son. You got to. Yeah, I'm Degger. taking him on buzz and I really happy. I. The queue was quite long. I was getting a bit worried, but I'm in the East stand as well. And I'm, I'm just right where you're sitting then. So uh Oh, I'm buzzing I. I mean, obviously, bless him, he's only three, but mm. for me, it'll be memories. And my dad obviously took me the first time and he's coming with her as well. Yeah. So for him to see his grandson going to the same game. Type it was things. great to see a queue outside the box office. It's yeah, been a long school, time wasn't since, it? Yeah, like queuing right down at the main road as well. It's been a long, long time since we've seen that. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? When you think a pre-season friendly is going to be absolutely packed, I think, as full as it can is allowed to be packed. But level seven's open now. Yeah, the fact that oh, they've opened, opened up, opened up yeah. level seven um, after a couple of days. So, so I, I think I expected it to be like sell out a lot quicker and be more of a, a rampage for tickets. I think it would have if the tickets had to stay at a tenner. So I think yeah, it's because it went up to twenty quid. I think that's probably thing. made a lot of people think twice. Because yeah, well, I know someone who I, who I work with said he he just couldn't because he had three kids, and he said. I, I can't take one or two, blah, blah, blah. And well, mate, actually, I just don't have the money. That's what, 25 quid, what you would have paid last year, that's I know, 25 quid. I know some people to... will think, well, but it's all, listen, it, it's the country's in a mess. Like People mm. are struggling and, and, you know, it's just so hard at the minute. And if people can't afford it, then that's, listen, you've got more, you've got to put food on the table, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course so, you know. That comes first at the end of the day, mate. But still, though, still, you know, to think of all the things that are going on, you've got, what was it, 40,000 people in a queue for a season ticket that it's about 600, 700, 800 quid. So we all know that the support and the loyalty is there and the, the people probably would starve themselves to get a season ticket. Mm. So you know, it is just what it is. Isn't it? You know, so. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us. Uh, been a pleasure. I've enjoyed this one, boys, even though we didn't really have much to talk about. We've managed. <laughs> There's always something to talk about at Newcastle United. We've managed. Yeah. So thanks, everybody. Uh, like I said, if you do want to become a member, please do. So like I said earlier, it's 2 a month. Helps us out massively for creating more content throughout the season. Uh, if you don't want to do that, just just subscribe, hit that like button. Hit That's like enough button. for us. Hit the like button. Yeah. Um, tell tell your friends about this. <laughs> your nice friends, <laughs> not, not them also. Now nah, we'll take the assholes to I be fair. We'll take anything at this moment in time. Uh, thanks everybody. Um, see you next time. Cheers. The Always Smiling Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tire Spot the northeast's leading tyre retailer across the region. Sports Social Podcast Network.